the greatest World Cup of all time. That's what we're all calling it for the time being. And, well, Marvell Wynn may have had the best take on it of all. Well, I'm, I'm glad you were relaxed watching the games. This was like Game of Thrones of World Cup. <laughs> Every team I wanted to win or expected to go on just didn't. And I was just crushed over and over again. Okay, if I didn't have heart surgery last year, I was going to need it this year. And I don't think this is changing anytime soon. As soccer grows and grows in terms of popularity everywhere, we see the level of talent rise and we see parity become the norm as opposed to the rarity. Think of college basketball as a microcosm of this. Back in the day, we saw UCLA dominate with seven consecutive national championships from the 60s into the 70s, as well as 10 consecutive Final Four appearances. This was also a point in American history when basketball Basketball was becoming more and more popular. It wouldn't capture the imagination of our nation as a professional sport until Magic Larry and Michael in the 80s and 90s, but because of the increased popularity of the game, we saw more and more talented players involved with basketball and more and more resources dedicated to the game. That's why now March Madness is the greatest free-for-all in sports and sports gambling in particular. Companies offer literal billions of dollars for someone to get all the picks right because it is impossible to do so. Something similar is happening to soccer right before our eyes. Now, I qualify this by acknowledging that, yes, soccer has been popular for a long time, but technology is taking the world's game to the next level. Every national program has the internet, which means the advanced scouting, coaching, tactics, film review, and more is all getting better and better with more and more players, coaches, and families having access to that raw information information. Now, there is definitely a divide when it comes to money that different countries can allocate towards their programs, and being as how we Americans had all the money in the world to put into our programs, and well, we missed out. I believe the term tattooed millionaires was used a time or two. This, though, is the case with all sports. We're getting past the age of super dominance by a select few nations, but what this is ultimately good for is us, the viewers. I haven't had this much fun watching a World Cup ever, and this is a World Cup in which I lacked a main rooting interest. I rooted for Mexico because I have Mexican friends. I rooted for Panama because of Harold Cummings and Anibal Godoy. I rooted for England because it was England in the bloody semis. And the best part is we knew it all heading into this. We had more access to more information, more scouting, more film, more everything. And I didn't know one person that predicted England and Croatia in a semifinal. I didn't know anyone that had Germany out in the group stage. I didn't know anyone picking an early demise for Argentina. Yes, I did hear a few people picking France. I will gladly acknowledge that. But otherwise, we ultimately didn't know anything. But why? Well, that leads us right back to where we started. The pure levels of talent as individuals as parlayed onto teams and put into a pressure cooker is completely unquantifiable, and I think it's only going to get harder to figure out from here. I don't think Croatia will beat France, but what a story it would be if a nation of roughly 4 million people won the greatest tournament in the world. In fact, I should start telling everyone to put money on Croatia simply because it goes against everything I and we know about international soccer. But that's ultimately the story of this World Cup. It has been everything but what we expected. So, well, I'm actually changing my mind in real time. For the first time, this is making sense to me. And you know what? Croatia will win the World Cup. I'm Ted. These are my takes. Go Quakes.